Hey everybody, thanks for joining us on Code Chat. My name is Jeremy and I'm going to be chatting today with Sarah. How are you doing today? Doing pretty well. How about yourself? I'm doing good. We're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, Node, Node.js, the cool, one of the cool kids on the block. It's, it's pretty fantastic. And, and I mean, it's the first time that you can write JavaScript on the server side yeah. and uh, oh my gosh, it's been insane to see the growth. Why, do, why is this so awesome to be able, like that's what we all say, we can write JavaScript on the server side, but why is that such a cool thing? Yeah, so there's actually, that's, that's, there are multiple reasons for that. So if you go to, to Node's uh, website, um, so nodejs.org, right? So it talks about all this, um, it's a ton of buzzwords, right? Yeah. Uh, but the, the important parts are that it's um, event-driven and non-blocking, which means that when you make a request to the server, then it's everything is async by default. Yeah. And so you don't have to worry about if you bring in some package or some module, whether they've declared that uh, to be asynchronous. Um, it just works. And so now, you know, you make this request and, you're, uh, and, and you can get responses back um, it, it's just a much more responsive experience yeah. there. So now we say it's JavaScript on the server. I like to just say it's JavaScript outside of the uh, outside of the browser. Finally, oh right? my, because it's yes. just, I mean, it's not always a server. It's on my computer and it's on yep. IoT devices and robots so and for, for a very very broad definition of server. Yeah, that's, <laughs> exactly. That's effectively what it is. Yeah. It's just that it opens up this scenario where if you're making web applications, you're not confined to putting JavaScript on the client where yep. they download your web app and they run the JavaScript there. Now you can have it as the server component of your web app as well, but that's just one scenario. So that's why I like to say that it's like JavaScript broken out of the browser. It is, but all those are basically the little servers that are yeah, running everywhere. So that's absolutely. effectively, but yeah, I mean the 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 we've seen it for everywhere from manufacturing to like IoT to um, desktop applications, right? Where we have VS Code now. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and and well, it started with Atom and then Electron Shell and then VS Code is building on top of that uh, and. Uh, pretty pr mobile devices, right? Yeah, Cordova. All over the place, yeah. Uh, it's it's everywhere yeah. at this point. It's just spreading. Now, before we get too far into this, Sarah, why don't you go ahead and formally introduce yourself, uh, give everybody your name, how they can find you on Twitter, maybe, and and tell us what you do at Microsoft. Uh, so I'm Sarah. In case you didn't, haven't caught on to the conversation <laughs> just yet, uh, and I'm Mousetraps on Twitter, on GitHub, pretty much. Uh, there, there's probably I bet if you search Mousetraps Microsoft. Number one, number one. Yeah, right here. Number two. <laughs> that's, that's well, number the first two, one maybe the first two. one's an ad. No, 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 the first one's you answering a question online. No, 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 no. no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> some something about some mouse traps example. So if you want to learn how mouse traps work, okay. Or if if you want to find me, then that's what you can. Are you for. prepared today to give a reason for the mouse traps handle? Oh, uh, it's it's. Or is that for another it's another a, day? It's, it's for another day, okay. uh, but it goes back to I was super obsessed with mousetraps okay. in high school, uh, and I also was super obsessed with Microsoft. And my senior superlative was most likely to take over Microsoft with <laughs> mousetraps. So the whole backstory behind uh, I'll just leave that there and leave everyone hanging. Well, so far that. you're really close <laughs> to, to accomplishing that goal. You're at the number two right? spot. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, what's with Node at Microsoft? I mean, Microsoft is known for um, our web framework, which is huge and capable and runs enterprises all over the place. It's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an awesome web framework. 
Um, and, and now all of a sudden we're also including into this world of possibilities the, the world of Node. And you're just seeing so many Microsoft people like myself talking about Node. Uh, what's, with, what's with Microsoft and Node? Well, first of all, it's a fantastic buzzword. So if you just <laughs> want to sprinkle that everywhere, it's great. Uh, but, but seriously, we've actually been doing uh, Node-related stuff since 2011. Not many people know that, but that's where we had some of the, the first support for Node and Azure yeah. and everything like that. And uh, what's so right now what's kind of exciting about Microsoft and, and actually I did three internships at Microsoft and now I've been here for two years mm. so it's it's neat I've seen this like five year yeah. like uh, uh, cycle effectively and and every year like we're getting closer and closer to just I mean really I feel like we're there right now um, but it's but but every rather than trying to promote our own technologies or anything like that. Um, it's more of going where the, de the devs are, right? Yeah. So everyone's excited about Node, so we want to be able to support that community. And we think we can, right? So one of the big challenges, and this kind of leads into some of the work that I'm doing right now, is, is if you go to NP so NPM is Node's package manager. It doesn't okay. stand for Node package manager. No one believes them when they say that, though. See, right now it stands for needless patchouli manufacturer, right. and, it ref and every time you refresh the page, it actually changes. Um, Neocon propaganda <laughs> machine. And they have you know, 210,000 packages and, and counting, right? We're, we're seeing like this hockey stick growth. And what's tough about this is that they're, I mean, that's, these packages are anything from libraries to, uh, to, to use on the browser and the server to, um, uh, to, to uh, IoT to various tools that you can use with Node, and so it's hard to really wrap your head around all of that that's going on. It's amazing because there's a ton of innovation, ton of collaboration with everyone. Uh, if you look at any one of these packages, right, it's not just someone built this one standalone isolated package. Mm -hmm. They depend on 20 other uh, packages that have been contributed by the community. So people are building on top of what everyone else is creating, and it's absolutely incredible. Let me, let me just jump in there real quick and say that if you haven't seen Code Chat number 39, I interviewed a guy who did a visualizer for NPM, so you can see these 208,000 modules as if they're a star field, a, a constellation, and, and you can see their relationships to each other. It's pretty awesome. So go back in the archives and look up uh, number 30. I, I believe it's number 39. You remember the numbers? Well, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and you know what? I wish I could see uh, the histogram, the, the timeline of these 208,000 packages, because it was not very long ago I was talking about Node, and it was 130. It, it's, it, you see, the thing is, we, I, I, it's always horrible to, whenever I have to show a screenshot yeah, or yeah. anything here. I'm like, I feel horrible because yeah. I know that a couple weeks later, it's just going to be a completely different ballgame. You need like an active <laughs> field in PowerPoint so that even if you're showing exactly. a slide, it's pulling in the real number. <laughs> and then that'll carry through to all the videos and everything <laughs> like that. Let's go build that. Uh, that seems, yeah. Uh, so, but basically, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's tough to really... Uh, um, put all these things together and, and figure out, okay, which package should I be using? Um, how do I get started? Yeah. Right? How do I, okay, so I, I need a build system, I need, uh, you know, I, I need some test framework, I need this, you know, the, the web framework, I need so many different pieces to pull them to, I need a templating yeah. engine choice. So, um, so one of the things that we do uh, with our tooling is we try and bring all these different pieces for, together for you into a more cohesive experience. So it's not limiting you. All of these are still available for you. All of the tools that are still available for you. But 
we try and um, effectively uh, pull them into the IDE or editor experience so that you're using them all in context, right? So if you're debugging, you don't have to switch from your editor to a separate debugger and completely have that context switch there. Because then what happens is, OK, so you set some breakpoints in your debugger. And then you want to go edit something in your editor. Um, and, and you press Enter a few times. And now that breakpoint is no yeah. longer there uh, because th those two aren't together. So basic things like that, that um, rather than having you know 10 different windows up, you have just what you need up when, so, when you want it. So let's tell folks at, on a, at a macro level what the offerings are yeah. that Microsoft has for Node. We've got a couple of IDEs, right? So we actually have two different uh, major tooling offerings right now. Um, the first is, is uh, Visual Studio Code. Mm -hmm. And VS Code is our new, um, well, it, it's, it's our new lightweight offering. Yeah. I hesitate yeah. to call it an editor. I, I know that it says editor, but there's <laughs> it's, it's integrated enough that, that yeah. it's tough to do that. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and we actually just came out with an extensibility model for that. So that's also Meaning super awesome. that people can write plugins yes. for it to do whatever you want it to do. Yep. And, and the cool, oh my gosh, they're, they're, so I've been playing around with the uh, extensibility model, and it's amazing. Uh, so uh, pretty much, uh, the, it, it, you can so 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 it's pretty restri restrictive right now as okay. far as a lot of the uh, uh, interactive pieces of it go. Okay. Uh, but as far as uh, but 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 you can uh, create you, you can if you have like some .NET code you can actually plug those into the extension oh, even wow. though VS Code is a Node. Oh, right. Wow. So if you're building a language service and you have something that's a bit uh, longer running and maybe you want to manage memory <laughs> a little bit better, uh, JavaScript isn't the best option for that. Uh, then you can that that you are able to light that up in the can, experience. Can you give folks say two or three examples of extensions? What what an extension might yeah. be? Yeah, actually, uh, let me give my favorite extension example, and that is the ability to just highlight text in a Markdown file and turn it into ASCII art. Turn Obviously, into ASCII. the most useful, productive extension I know of. Super useful. I, I tend to like the Go extension. Okay. So All there's right. a, we have this whole marketplace here. Um, How many so, are there now? Uh, I, you know, it's not the best to browse through. Oh, it's yeah, it's not. It's pretty horrible actually. It's not, it's not showing from how many a, from there a browsing are, experience. You can't search them either, uh, okay. except through VS Code, right? So if, if I I'm here and actually this is okay. I was writing an extension that lets you select some text and then uh, create a snippet. Okay. Really quickly. Oh, that's uh, a great for, idea. For any, so, I will be your first user. <laughs> Excellent. Sure. Um, and uh, so you can do ext, uh, and, and so this is listing all the ones that I have actually installed. Okay. Right? And then I can say ext install, um, and right now it'll go off and it'll query mm -hmm. uh, and search all for, of for an, uh, all of an extension. Right? But you can so, add another word now that narrows it down yep. by searching. So okay. I think the one that I just added was quick snippet. Okay. Uh, it's still like a little bit gets sketchy, but uh, <laughs> it, it, it'll get there. Um, but it, it, it's it's but it's it's actually a really fantastic extensibility model. Like it's okay, a joy good. to use. So the two really big announcements uh, around so that's, code. Right. So those. So uh, sorry. Um, two big announcements around code. Oh, extensibility open and the fact that it's open yes. source. That's everyone talked about the open source one. So I wanted to focus on the extensibility good. All piece right. because that's you focus on whatever you want. That's <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Um, so yeah. So VS Code is open source, cross platform. Yeah. 
Um, and so it also has a, a basic node debugger as well. So it integrates with the V8 uh, debugging APIs. So now code is not dedicated to node, right? It's capable of other things, like you see the Go language service yep. and and, and so you can plug in your own debugger and create your own debugger, and they have a bunch of examples on how to do that as well. But it almost feels like it was tailor-made for node. Like it's really good at it's, node. It well, knows it's built node. on node, right? And it's built on node. So, yeah. so <laughs> um, it's it's it, it's uh, so having it built on Node, which means that all the developers who are working on it are using Node, means that that's feeding into uh, the design of yep. it, right? So yep. it has that same lightweight feel that you, that 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 um, you know it, it in a, you know when you're working with the command line, um, all the extensions are are right. So there there's gulp and grunt support built in as well. Uh, I think that it's not going to be long, and maybe it exists already, and I just runner. haven't seen it. But I think it's not going to be long before there's a really good extension for the Azure CLI and for, for commanding yeah. Azure and all your Azure resources. Absolutely. Using it's, code. it's amazing to see the like the pace that yeah. everything is going at yeah, right now and all the quick. excitement, right? Um, so we've got code, so we've but got we've also code, got another editor, right? And we've also okay. got another one. So so the other one is is actually within Visual Studio itself. Okay. And actually very few people realize this. Even VS users, they're like, oh, if only we had like like node support. Node support in Visual <laughs> Studio. If only there was this thing that that had profiling and debugging and all of these pieces. Well, there is. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so we also have node tools for Visual Studio. Okay. Um, NTVS, as NTVS, we like to call it. Yes. Uh, it's it's near and dear to our hearts. We we it's it it's op also open source, okay. uh, and it's been open source from the very beginning. Okay. Um, we actually built it off of we had Python tools oh, yeah. before, and uh, so a lot of that same code, all the project system stuff, was actually taken from them. I think forty percent of our code base is shared right now. Wow! Wow! Um, and we used to be part of the same team, uh, even. So uh, we basically NTVS is super mature. It has um, everything from really, really powerful. So, so VS Code, by the way, also has IntelliSense, mm -hmm. um, and that's it's providing that IntelliSense based off of TSD files, which means that everything in the definitely typed uh, repo, right? So, if if we go and uh, we look at, I have a typings directory here, mm -hmm. and so uh, well, it's pointing to some, some yeah. So, so uh, basically, the, all the DTS files. Um, those are being used to power uh, IntelliSense, but the the downside of that is that you're not getting IntelliSense for all of the packages there, mm -hmm. uh, right? So in, in NTVS, we actually because we have you know a little bit more power that we can use. VS Code is designed to be super lightweight, whereas NTVS is designed to be a little bit more comprehensive. Um, we have you know uh, IntelliSense without even requiring you to have any DTS files okay. or. So um, Express, for instance, if you want IntelliSense into the Express module, how does NTVS get that for you? So whenever you install a package, it'll okay. actually go out and, uh, or, or, or it'll statically analyze all of the files within your, okay. Okay. Uh, within your, uh, within your code or within, um, you know, Express's code. So for instance, if I were to write this function multiply, right? And I, I love giving this example because, uh, you know, everyone kind of. Uh, you know, knows what, what it, it's hard to explain static analysis to people. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of the best. I don't understand what multiply is. Can you explain that? <laughs> we're we're going to, I don't know if we can, <laughs> I'm just going to ignore that. Okay. <laughs> so, so we're going to pass in two numbers, okay. one and two. Um, that's a prerequisite for okay. this, All right. this conversation. All right. And so, uh, actually, before we do that, I'm going to uh, comment that out. 
Um, so before, we, so right now, if I were to hover over A, it says A is an unknown type, mm -hmm. B is an unknown type. But that's because JavaScript is a dynamic, dynamically typed language. So, you know, how can we tell you what that is? Yeah. But the first time that you use it, right? So we have multiply, right? And it knows that one is a number, and it knows that two is a number. Hmm. Then now we're flowing those types through into oh, wow. the mm -hmm. analysis over here. So A and B are numbers, and we also flow the return types through. So if we hover over multiply, we know that multiply is a number. Oh, wow. And we'll do the same thing if you know we say, OK, I'm going to have two pass in two strings, even though it doesn't make sense in this case. Yeah. Then right now, if I hover over A or B, it then I know it's, it's a number one or, or string. the other. Yeah. And eventually, we, it, it gets too crazy, and we're like, you know what? <laughs> You're crazy right now. Like JavaScript is crazy. We're going to give up because it doesn't make sense for us to list like plus. First of all, it's computationally intensive. Yeah. Secondly, it's, it's tough to list all of that. So that's. Um, Th th those are some of the examples of, of things. We also have the same debugging that you have in uh, Visual Studio, right? So um, you, you get tooltips and everything. So right now, I'm just going to start the app and, and launch debugging. And you can press F5, and that'll launch with the debugger attached. Otherwise, you can launch with uh, Control F5, and that, that'll launch a little bit more quickly. But you have the call stack window. You have the locals window. You have tooltips and, and uh, even, yes, you can even like you know drill down into those tooltips, so you yeah. have the same super you know experience that you've had in VS for quite a while, and then we, it also works. Uh, we also have remote debugging there as well, mm -hmm. right? So it's local or remote debugging. Which means that I can debug into Azure, I can debug onto an IoT device, I can debug to any computers to Linux, that are in my enterprise. Right? Yeah. It, it doesn't matter even either remote debugging works regardless of what platform you're on. Okay, now we've got tons of tooling here. I think we kind of had too high of aspirations when yeah. we decided we were going to be able to cover all topics <laughs> I know. here. We got four, okay, so yeah, four so minutes. So we have very little time, and I really <laughs> want you to show people this um, best practices repo that you've created. Yeah, okay. So uh, if you want to learn more about NTVS or, or about VS Code, right, so we have uh, all of those offerings there. We also, yeah. we just came out with 1.1 for NTVS. Okay. Um, so that's a new release, and, and you can find more about it on our GitHub page. Um, so aka.ms slash explore NTVS will take you to um, our page here, or you can features Node.js. Now, now's maybe a good time uh, for me to let everybody know, too, that on Channel 9, I've decided to start a series called Tidbits of Code and Node. Really short videos. I try to make them three minutes, and they always end up eight, but whatever. Um, where I just bring out one little, like, here's how to do keyboard shortcuts in code, or here's how yep. to do something in Node. So you can tune into that. Just search for Tidbit. Oh, on man, and that, that works super well with. You right? should come join me on Tidbit sometime. We'll All do right. some more videos. Sounds great. There yeah. You go. Uh, so this one was a little last minute. Um, <laughs> so we have, we just put out this Node.js uh, guidelines repo. Uh, and this is super exciting because. Uh, but as I mentioned before, there's a bunch of different you know pieces together, and and or, or there's a bunch of actually different teams at Microsoft working. So beyond the tooling, we also have Azure, we also have um, uh, TypeScript, we also yeah. have you know the IoT stuff that's going on, and it's hard to actually wrap your head around all of that. Sure. So if you want to see all of the stuff that we're also making contributions to Node, if you want to see all of the stuff that we're doing, GitHub.com/slash/Microsoft/slash/NodeJS/Guidelines, and we actually have two things here. First of all, we have a ton of tips and tricks and resources for actually getting started with Node, and this includes if you're on a Windows machine, configuring your Windows environment, getting past issues like MaxPath, uh, tips for handling various. Uh, errors that you'll run into when you're using native modules mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and so that's here uh, configuring Windows development, right? And we have 
different command line utilities and everything that you can use. Um, and not just Windows, right? But, oh, okay, well, what are, you know, how do you get started with Node? How, what are some tips for building cross-platform? Mm -hmm. What are the differences between the platforms that you need to be aware of if you're yeah. going to do something like that? How about deployment? Um, you know, how, how do you set up Nodemon, all of that stuff? Um, and so it's actually, we've been getting a bunch of pull requests on this, and people have been, oh, you know, let's put in a, uh, you know, link to some of the, uh, 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 style guides mm, that yeah, are out there, right. right? So Google has one, Airbnb has one. Uh, <laughs> there's also some other standard one that that exists, and and so the cool thing about JavaScript is how much uh, it, it is that there's no one prescriptive way yeah, to do anything. Right. Um, and so that's why when we were putting out this repo, it was kind of like, okay, well, we don't want to give people a prescriptive way to right. do things because you can do just about any, anything. That's part of the power, but some place to get started and know what. Is available. That's right. even if it's not a hundred percent comprehensive. Um, at least it's a start of a conversation. At least we can start because um, that's one of the things we hear all the time. That people have <coughs> and this is something started. that folks don't just have to consume. They can come get involved. They can. Oh, add absolutely. Some stuff we've been getting. Yeah. We've been pulling in a bunch of different pull requests. <coughs> it's. It's. I mean, it's. It's amazing, right? I, I, we were. We released this like a week ago, and we have like a thousand stars on the repo. So that's far. wonderful. Um, I'm going to start as soon as I can. Excellent. Yes. <laughs> so I have one more. Uh, and you should too. So yes, yeah, so that's github.com, Microsoft, Node.js guidelines, and that'll actually have links to VS Code. It'll have links to NTVS and all, a bunch of the other uh, things that we have there. And we have these to-do items. So basically, if, if you know, we ha want help filling in a section or something like that, if we know <coughs> that we want to fill in something, then uh, we'll put that over there as well. So. All right. Well, hey, we failed miserably at covering absolutely everything. <laughs> it's <but> all good. <laughs> somehow, uh, un unsurprisingly, we ended up having some pretty cool conversation yeah. about Node. I think that's inevitable. So I hope you guys are using uh, Node and having fun with it. I hope you're using Visual Studio, Visual Studio Code, whichever one. Uh, or both. I use them both at go. the same time. Switching right back yeah. and forth between them. Makes, makes it a little bit confusing between sometimes. Between those and, be and the command line. You know, between the, I the mean, command line, too. It's, it's not, it's, it's, <clears throat> Not even switching between the command line, but it's that's really part of the experience, of it, anyways, yep. right? So yep, absolutely, that, that's that's a given. Yep, absolutely. Okay, we'll look for more uh, tips on code and Node from Sarah. I'm just you can just search for Sarah on Channel Line and myself. <laughs> I'm going to be doing tidbits of code and Node for a while. This is where I live. Uh, so thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next time on Code Chat. Thanks for having me. Yeah.